0: Traveling
1: the Vortex We've joined the Doctor and Man's Best Friend as they travel through the Vortex and arrive at episode 505, which is as unpredictable as Nitro 9. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. (laughs) I'm Glenn. How are you guys?
0: I like it when we work out the intro and then you throw just one more little special thing in there. I always <laughs> love
1: that. It's nice when I can meld ideas together.
0: Yeah, do it again. How about you guys? You guys have a nice Halloween. It was okay. It was just okay. You got little ones. You guys should be enjoying Halloween. All mine are outgrowing it now.
1: Well, unfortunately, Jimma woke up on Halloween with a sore throat, so Aww. she wasn't feeling too great. So it wasn't. It was kind of a lower key Halloween than we kind of anticipated.
0: Oh, that's too
1: bad. She felt and better Liam today. Did not, want to, not much. A little bit. Her went from a sore throat to a runny nose. So ah. that developed quickly. Yeah. Oh. And Liam did not want to get dressed. Did not want to put his costume on. <laughs> <laughs> we were at, you know, we were costume shopping. He was sitting in the cart. We showed him one. He saw the Spider-Man one. He grabbed it from our hands, threw it in the cart behind him and said, "Yes, this is what I want." We get at home, he won't put it on. <laughs> so we just joked that he was Peter Parker.
0: <laughs>
2: there you go. That's as you do.
0: Sean, how uh, did Shy do?
2: Shy did pretty well. This was her first official, uh, you know, trick or treating experience. I think that she was cognitively aware of. I mean, yeah. they did little things with daycare and stuff, but had her uh, her parade at uh, kindergarten, and then. Uh, dressed up. She was a ballerina and oh. uh, actually went around the neighborhood and uh, joined up with a couple of other kids that live on our block and went a couple of blocks beyond where we had planned on going because the kids kind of were in charge at that point. And, you know, I got like two pictures from the back as she took the house. And after that, it was the adults struck to catch up because <laughs> <laughs> they were just, you know, just and uh, you know all the things that I never worried about as a kid. <laughs> say please, say trick or treat, thank you. Lookers, when you run out into the street, oh good god! Yeah, you know, I didn't think of any of that when I was a kid, but uh, thought a lot about that as an adult. So, <laughs> but uh, like a bandit, came home with a bag full of candy, which previous to this year. Um, Shai's kind of not really into the whole candy thing. She, she didn't like chocolate. Um, you know, she would eat like, uh, sweet tarts or, uh, Tootsie Rolls. That was about it. Uh, which A meant more for the rest of us, but, uh, <laughs> B, it meant that we could kind of monitor her sugar intake, which we were pretty grateful for because this kid is, uh, she doesn't do well on, on sugar. And, um, uh, <laughs> For whatever reason, the switch has been flipped, and uh, after several attempts to choke down a Snickers bar, she finally got one down, and then has now decided that she does like them. So, <laughs> we could be in some <laughs> trouble going forward. Yeah, she had a lot of fun. She, I think we're all still kind of recuperating today. <laughs> it seems like we're... I'm pretty wiped. She fell asleep nope. on the couch. <laughs>
1: The one nice thing about Jim and not feeling well is we were back home by 6 o'clock, had dinner, went to bed at normal time, <laughs> <laughs> only had one group of trick-or-treaters come by, so really it was a pretty easy night. Wow. Yep.
0: We had a steady stream from about 6.30 to about 8, and I would say all in all, we probably had probably 70 kids. Total. Wow. Between 70 yeah. and 80 kids. And then uh, for 18 years, my kids never asked to have a Halloween party or have friends over for Halloween. My daughter goes off to college, and then she comes home this weekend with friends from college, and wants to do a uh, <laughs> wants to do a fire pit in the backyard before they go to the haunted house. <laughs> so I spent all day Sunday uh, cleaning up the backyard a little bit, getting the fire pit ready, and then uh, getting it set up and getting some. Fairy lights or uh, Christmas lights up around our umbrella in the back, so they had some light. And of course, in Hollywood, got s'more stuff for s'mores and things like that. So we got it all set set up, and then turned them loose. And then after they were done with that, they ate pizza, and they all got their costumes, and then they all went off to go through the haunted house. They they did that project tower, which Karen, Karen, Caitlin has been um, volunteering and. For the last two weekends, she's been coming back and volunteering for that where she's acts, oh, nice. acts in the she acts in the haunted house and so but Sunday she knew she was gonna have to go back so she didn't take a shift so that's why they decided to come here and go through it so she would could go through it with them
2: so very cool. and Mason yeah, just
0: cool. sat in his room all day actually he was online with friends all day so he was <laughs> he was he was socializing it just happened to be over the internet yeah,
2: well. It's odd how the, I mean, obviously there was nothing last year for fairly good reasons. Um, but uh, we never seem to get many trick-or-treaters over here. Um, and we've had a couple of other families move on to the block that have kids. So we kind of thought that we'd have a bigger turnout this year. Uh, but we, you know, set the bowl out and everything. And from all reports from the other parents who were home handing out candy, uh, there were about five and that was that for the whole that, that that's kind of par for the course for us. But just a couple blocks over, kind of the same and steady stream of kids. and i I had made a quick trip to the store, uh, the the Dylans over on Brookwood, and was coming back down uh, down Randolph. And man, that place was hopping. I mean, there was there were kids, and they were, you know, skipping and running down the streets and you know the the one set of kids that were going up to the houses while the parents crept along in the car because they weren't getting out <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, it was like old school Halloween I was like huh oh, okay cool nice but it's it's weird just from you know and this is this is not like different neighborhoods really this is all within you know 10 blocks of each other
0: huh. all right well anything else I didn't uh, I didn't do anything much this week so.
2: I guess I did do my normal uh, uh, War of the Worlds on Halloween.
0: Oh, you did! Oh, good.
2: Yeah, oh, I didn't didn't have a party it. or anything. Just you know, <laughs> just listened to it, and then uh, oh, well, there was that. Uh, what's that new show that came back? Um, I don't remember the name of it, but they dropped uh, their their first episode of the season on Halloween, so we watched that. I'm kidding. We watched Doctor Who on Halloween. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we all knew what you were talking about. You don't think it was too subtle? No, no. <laughs> Unless what we did in the shadows, do in the shadows, came back. And I think that one just wrapped, didn't it? I have no idea. I stopped watching after the half, first half of the season.
0: All right, well, should we talk about the, uh, the episode?
1: Chapter 1, The Halloween Apocalypse. On Halloween, all across the universe, terrifying forces are stirring. The life of Dan Lewis is about to change forever. Why is the doctor chasing... Carvanista and what is the flux i don't think i said his name right
2: does it have a spanish flair is it carbonista
1: i think they did say it more like Carvanista.
2: i'll be honest most of the dialogue in this floated right over my head because it was delivered at such a rapid pace and <laughs> high pitch
1: and an accents i'm not quite used to yet
2: <laughs> yeah it's <takes laughs> like oh wow to get back into jody's accents and dan really is from yeah. liverpool as i
0: say then you put in the uh, liverpoolian uh, accent and bow
1: <laughs> i thought lizzie from uh, bake off was gonna help me but so i, I realized i relied too much on their her, their subtitles on netflix <laughs> <laughs> uh, what'd you guys think i
0: liked it yeah me too the episode sets up more than it delivers let's be honest um, yeah. it, there's not a lot, I expected, though. yeah, there's not a lot of story that, well, I didn't, I didn't expect that. And I think that's what I found fascinating about it. Um, I, I saw a radio times article that referred to the episode as like a series finale, but backwards. And I think that th- that's probably the most apt description for it, because I think that that's the idea is that they wanted to show us sort of where we're going this season and then tell us the story along the way, and I think that's what they did a really good job of doing was setting up the rest of the season, introducing the cast of characters, introducing the players. Um, it's at the expense of having any uh, uh, coherency of what's happening. There are there's moments of picking it up, and you know, set, uh, introducing Dan I think was probably the primary uh, uh, point of this entire story and i thought they did a good job i think i i I really understand who the character is he's this guy that's just this nice genuine guy who loves liverpool who you know uh, the obviously he works at the uh, food bank but he's you know proud enough not to take any of the food home with him even though he has none in his house he needs it Yeah. yeah yeah um i think the uh, the the establishment be, between the and i can't say the guy's name, the dog's name either but the dog man and um
1: not rover
0: yeah <laughs> uh the lapari guy and mm-hmm. uh and dan and i thought that was a neat little uh twist on the fact that they're it's not an invasion it's not his people coming it's him getting his humans because they're protecting the human race and i thought wow you know man's best friend that was that's kind of a neat neat thing so i completely after that concu- uh forgive uh, anthropomorphized uh, <laughs> <laughs> alien creatures because they tied it into an earthbound thing so i thought that was kind of neat um, I think it sets up the swarm pretty well. Um, it gives us a tease of what they are. Uh, it gives us we got the Weeping Angels, we got the Santarans, we got you know we've got this girl that's traveling has somehow traveled through time because she knows who the Doctor and Yaz are but hasn't met them yet because or they Is haven't met was- her. they haven't met her yet and so she's obviously has something to do with that um, story that's going to link us to the uh, Weeping Angels. And let's see what else did they set up? Oh, and then there's obviously oh, we,
1: we, we saw her get transported back, so we obviously know that that is all interconnected somehow,
0: right? And I, I don't know. It seems to me that that's not even the first time that she traveled back. So,
1: yeah, hard telling on that one.
0: Um, and then let's see. Uh, oh, and then the Victorian London where they're digging in they're digging underground. There's you know, we don't know what's going on there, but some guys preparing for uh, something that's coming. So
1: Yeah, I counted I think three subplots throughout it, um, of introductions of care or three to four, depending on how much the uh, the space station person wants oh, up yeah, time. Yeah, there you go. I forgot about else, him. Yeah. Which I think will lead to episodes focused on those characters and that storyline while still tying into the overall flux I, I think it was a great a great start to a season where they're trying to do a full blown story throughout the whole season i think it's a great way to introduce everyone it's had a lot of good action a lot of good intrigue. I'm a lot of these side characters I'm interested in and want to know more about. So I'm looking forward to their episodes coming up. Um, didn't tip the hand too much on the villain to know what's kind of going on with it. Other than, you know, he escapes and he's wreaking havoc and obviously has a history with the doctor. So there's a lot of great juicy stuff that I look forward to digging into on it. And I like Dan. I thought Dan was a was a good introduction and a, a good new companion to have.
0: Yeah, I'm not even sure the swarm is wreaking havoc yet. He's had he's obviously claimed a few victims, but there there's not a lot happening. We don't know that the flux and the swarm and the swarm are anyway connected yet either. So that'll be one of the mysteries. that will be unraveled. But I do like. Yeah, the-
1: but the, considering the effects that he has. Are so similar to the swarm effects. I just the figure, or the flux effects. I kind of assume that the two were interconnected. That right. he was behind the the flux. I
0: think you're foolish to assume. Maybe I do like that um, we've we've hinted to this uh, doctor swarm adversary real adversarial relationship, and that she doesn't remember who this is, but he knows who she is, and uh, explains to her that you know they've they've danced through what a dance through history uh, uh, in battle or whatever. I can't remember how he said it, how he alluded to it, but uh, that was intriguing to me. Uh, Sort of feels like they're picking up on some of the threads of the timeless children. So they haven't dropped that altogether. They're, I think Chibnall's embracing that and going to, to move that forward and give us some resolution to that uh, storyline from last year too.
1: Well, not just with the flux, but with, the, the dog guy being part of the division. And that's the people who wiped her memory and, you know, helped do all of that. Well, so wait I a think minute. it's all,
0: wait, 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 was the dog guy with the division? He, I know that the
1: two people, yeah, that, I
0: know that the two people that came to check on the swarm when he was in the prison were part of the division, but I did not know that the, the dog guy was.
1: Um, that, that's why she was tracking him down was because he, at least he had knowledge of the Division.
0: I think that's where it is. I don't think he's part of it. But I think that they were... He was some way connected or knew about the Division. I, I'm I'm not sure that he was part of the Division. Because he was part of the Lipari, uh, force that was coming to uh, save the Earth or protect the Earth.
1: Oh, yeah, I think the fact that that aspect is a coincidence. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I, star- I don't
2: think that he was... That That's one of those, they called, I came, kind of, because he sure acted like he didn't really want to, but, you know, <laughs> had to, because this is my human, I got to come rescue him.
1: And sh- um, the doctor didn't know the Kavaris, or the, the Lupines, were heading to save Earth, or even invade Earth, because she was trying to tack- track him down
2: before it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Whichever, whatever level of his involvement, he's definitely in the know of the division, which is why the Doctor was, was hunting him down. So, Yeah.
0: Of course, he was ready to uh, leave her and Yaz to, the, to their own demise at the beginning of the whole story, which I, I thought was a brilliant way to launch into it. I mean, if if you're going to hit the ground running, hit the ground running. Uh, by having the Doctor and Yaz already, you know, in peril from a previous uh, incursion that has happened Prior to where we pick up at the, end, the beginning of this, I thought that was pretty neat, um, and and very exciting. I thought it was it was it was very fast paced and and really gave you a flavor for what to expect this whole episode. That doesn't really slow down much except for when Dan's on Earth and we're learning about him. That's pretty much as slow as this whole thing gets. And and the guy yeah. on the 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 guy on the space station. What's his name? Vis- Vister, Vister, who's uh you know making vendor. his account. That yeah, Vinder. Making his account, and you know, it, that's pretty low key until he see he witnesses the, the the flux.
2: Yeah, but his low key stuff was made up for with the special effects, which wow, <sighs> were, were they on point through this whole episode? I I can you know, we only got six episodes, but that just means double the budget for everybody. <laughs> I was impressed with them. Just me nobody else
1: no no I definitely was too I'm thoroughly impressed throughout the effects
2: through all of it and the you makeup know. I thought was well, even 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 the dog even even yeah. not Chewbacca. Uh, which you know realistic I've seen a lot of people complain online about the the look of this thing and it's like is this really all that different from the cat people in gridlock?
1: No, it's not.
2: You know, it's, no. I, I, mean, really.
0: I haven't seen it. Have you seen people complain about that? Because I haven't seen me complain about the costumes. I've, I've heard a lot of people complain about the CGI, which I think, they're, I think they're being overcritical. Number one, if bad CGI takes me out of a story, then it's bad CGI. But this CGI didn't take me out of the story in any way. Now, is it Avengers-level, Star Wars-level CGI? Probably not. But is it bad cgi not by any stretch of the imagination i think that they did a, a fine job with, with what they had and there's a lot of cg in this because we get a lot of space shots a lot of space scenes in this one yeah. more so than anything we've seen before
1: we've had worse cgi
2: on the show yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I agree with both of you i think um in in some ways I wonder if the reach hasn't exceeded the grasp, but with only one episode under our belts, it's kind of impossible to tell. Um, I think the radio times nailed it. This feels like a finale. It's big and, uh, uh bombastic and, and just, just, all of those. It's like an RTD era finale. I mean, it's, it's that level of kind of insane, and everything going on at the same time and lots of different story threads and all played at one volume. And, um, it it was a lot of fun. It really was kind of a, kind of a blast. I am concerned a little bit that I I wonder if they'll be able to keep up the, uh, uh, certainly the pacing, but, uh, Whether or not the the, the compelling nature of all these desperate threads as they come together is going to work or not. If it does, wow, fantastic. If it doesn't, it'll be a spectacular train wreck. (laughs) But either way, it'll be cool to watch. Yeah, right. I agree. Um, And, um, you know, I, I don't know that I'm sold on all of these individual characters yet, but I'm really curious to know where they're going with it. Uh, and, and I, I, thought the, the dollops of information as they came, it was kind of just enough at the moment that I needed it. Like the, 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 the dog revelations that, you know, oh wait, there's 7 billion ships they're coming to invade. Oh wait, there's 7 billion humans There's 7 billion ships. You're coming to rescue them. And we, we kind of j- just at the time I was starting to get frustrated with how does this fit into the story that they're telling? What is this guy's deal? Then they gave me that. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, and it seemed like just just enough with each of them. Um. There were there was a moment of genuine shock and and uh, uh, kind of disbelief at the Weeping Angel. Yeah, I mean, I I knew they were in the season. I didn't expect them to be in the first episode. <laughs> and uh, very cool to have one on Halloween. You know, didn't yeah, do much. finally. Well, I mean, of, <laughs> of all
0: of all things to put in Halloween episode, it needs to be. Uh, a weeping angel finally.
2: And a very creepy and effective scene that was. Yeah. Um with how it was put together. Um I didn't expect to see the Santarns this early, you know, maybe a little t- stinger at the end of the episode or something knowing that the next one's called War of the Santarns, but yeah. no. Here they are. <laughs> and uh it, Right off the bat, took that helmet off and was like, wow, old school Sontarans. And I, again, I knew it was coming, <laughs> but to see it actualized on screen was very cool. It was uh, uh, certainly a throwback. I think uh, the Doctor and Yaz are in a, an interesting place with their relationship which I I quite enjoyed, honestly, just the two of them, even though they're a bit at loggerheads, uh, it seems, because the Doctor, once again, is not being completely honest and truthful. But, uh, you know, I I like where they're going with that. I like Dan. I think he's going to be a a, – he he reminded me a lot of Jamie. I was going to ask if anybody else got that vibe. Uh,
0: Yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I didn't while I was watching it, but I could see that
2: just kind of his his earnest befuddlement through the whole thing but willingness to jump in you know just it, it, it just kind of seemed like a very jamie mccrimmon character so uh, happy with that and uh looking forward to 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 more um as soon as they showed the laptop i i knew i was like Dan doesn't own that. He could have hawked that for food. (laughs) So I I knew something was up with the laptop, but it didn't, I didn't expect to see a, a a shrinkage implosion device. That was cool. And, um, I I just, just overall, I I would say pretty high marks. Like I said, it was, it was chaotic and it was very messy, but it moved along and it was fun and it, it, it was chaotic and messy in a way that kind of said, trust us, we know what we're doing. And so, okay, I'm, I'm along for the ride. I don't think the Doctor showed near enough concern for the TARDIS melting or doing whatever it was doing. And the weirdness with the doors. Yeah. But then again, she did have a lot on her mind at the moment. You know, so.
0: the, the 13th Doctor is very much a... Don't worry about that right now. She's been like that throughout the entire run, so it wasn't out of character for this incarnation. It is a little out of character for the Doctor in in all as a whole that they wouldn't be a little more concerned. But Jodie Whittaker's Doctor has been very much that. We'll deal with that when we when we get to it. Well, you know, so he, she is kind of the procrastinate, procrastinating Doctor. Uh, well, I'm going to put that off until. I need to deal with that, and so that was very much in line. Uh, Keith, I want to apologize. You're right. Yeah, uh, the uh, uh, Carvinistas is is working. He is an operative for the division. So you did you did catch that? Oh, okay, you I did catch that could. right?
1: Okay. But, but he also is other, he,
0: he is also a Lupa in the, in the in the uh uh right. in the race, so
1: double duty. Yeah. The other uh, subplot that I think we're going to see spin off into its own storyline is the woman who Dan was supposed to have a date with going into that house yeah yeah that was all creepy and witchy i think that's going to give it its own episode so i think we're going to have the kind of the four standalone episodes that will tie into the flux in some way and then tie it all back together again
0: yeah um do you guys think that it i i like the little nods especially at the beginning with with the doctor apologizing for using the unpredictable nitro (laughs) nine uh earlier on and then uh did you you guys think observation output put rose outpost rose was a coincidence or do you think it's a tie-in i think
1: it's a coincidence (laughs)
0: Do you don't think it's a nod to the former companion? It may what? be a
1: nod, but I don't think it's m- more than a nod.
0: You don't think that that particular post is actually named for her?
1: It could. It could be. I don't. I like don't in universe?
0: Yeah, in universe is what I mean. Obviously, oh. obviously, it's named for her meta, but
2: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Maybe they they said they have one more. Um, <laughs> One more guess that they haven't announced who it is, a surprise guest, so I wonder if they I wonder if he'll sow some seeds by doing that and putting all of these different nods in there to make us like kind of second guess who this mysterious uh guest appearance is going to be. Because he, he has said that, that 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 all of the you know they I think it was last week they dumped a ton of the guest stars that would be uh, appearing this year, and he said that that some of them they weren't saying so they were holding those closer to their chest. So
1: we'll see. I certainly hope that's not one of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I myself would be ecstatic, but I know I know how you guys feel about Rose, so
2: um and you know i, I I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out there even rose is welcome to come back as long as her return is warranted by the story you're telling
0: yeah oh i agree
2: if you pull a captain jack and i <laughs> bring her back just so that she can go look it's rose did you get that from the hint that we dropped by naming the space station after her <laughs> What's she going to do? Nothing. We just brought her back to prop her up in the window and wave. You know. Well, then I would be just as upset. To get viewers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Stunt casting. Um, I think one of the things that I, I was, I think it was a bold move for Chibnall to name this the Halloween apocalypse, especially as up in the air and how strict their COVID uh, uh, protocols were for shooting this season and the fact that it altered the the list of or the number of of shows the episodes we were going to get, uh, and there was you know at at any point they could have got delayed if they'd had anybody that had tested positive, so it was a bold move for him to go and <laughs> name this the one the way he did. <laughs> however, however, I'm going to step back from that just a little bit and say I think it was also uh, cleverly done because. There's not a lot of Halloween to this episode. There's the dropped line of Trick or Treat Doctor and then those kids that come to, to Dan's door and the one, the funny, which we saw released on video last week, but the, the guy that comes up <laughs> wanting candy and he's, you know, this uh, 35-year-old man, which I thought was hilarious. Um,
2: I, I'm kind of curious about this guy. I want my friends in England to tell us do you have trick-or-treaters who show up at your door that are not in costume with a can of beer and a carton of eggs in a kind of (laughs) vaguely threatening manner (laughs) because i'm kind of thinking this is brilliant why haven't i not thought of this (laughs) trick-or-treat or or what well i'm not saying i'm gonna egg your house but here they are (laughs) I don't know. It just it just seemed like it was kind of uh, you know there. Like I don't know. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it's a Liverpool. I don't know.
0: I I don't think so. I think I, I don't. I do I don't think Dan would have responded the way he did if that was normal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he probably would have given them candy.
0: Right. Right. Here,
2: here's if he if he had any left, he totally would have given him
0: candy. <laughs> um. It, the, 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 but there was
1: the nice. Uh. The nice. Halloween aspect of Dan thinking uh what's-his-face was in costume. Yeah, too. that was the other that, thing that it... That yeah. tying into the yeah. Halloween. I, I thought that was a nice touch,
0: too. It did connect. But I, I did sort of think that had this not ended up being a Halloween episode, they could have easily tweaked this story enough to make it not happen on Halloween. Yeah.
2: yeah. As as with most of our Christmas specials, it's it's there in name only.
0: <laughs> that's true there's a lot of times that we just get kind of little throwaway things too so it it makes me excited for the season i i i think it's um probably the most yeah i think it's the most exciting start to a series we've had i think uh Spyfall part one and two did a good job of getting the series off the ground uh was that last year i guess it was last year wasn't it mm-hmm.
1: Last season, at last least.
0: season, yeah, um, did a nice job of getting it off the ground, and I thought that was probably at the time one of the best, you know, series openers um, for a long time since since you know the early days of New Who, but uh, yeah, this one just this really got me excited. Um, this one very much is going to be a six-parter, even if these stories are the single standalones that bridge us back to this. To me, by setting it up this way really mel- makes it feel like chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, that it is is a true six-part story um, that we're getting in the vein of, you know, the old days. Uh, probably, well, you you were liking it to the last six-parter we got as a number, but I think this almost makes it feel more like a trial of the time lord or a key to time kind of connected series. Yeah. Space,
1: so. I'm excited by the season, by by what this establishes, and I, uh, having watched at least Broadchurch, I don't know if I've seen any of his other shows, but knowing that you know, okay, first episode is going to lay your groundwork and set all the pieces in motion, and the fact that he's now switching over to a serialized format for this season, I think it's going to only elevate the storytelling because he's not trying to keep things condensed and it's going to give time for things to breathe a little bit. And really hopefully he had the time and the focus with only six episodes to really tighten things down so well for this plot that everything else can kind of just develop as it develops.
2: I think so too. I I think this is kind of another one of those examples of sometimes less is more. And that uh, you know, when you when you don't have as much, you're forced to focus on on what you on the on the story you need to tell. And in a weird way, I I, I think the the COVID protocols and and everything being as tight as it is, probably force their hand i imagine that in a lot of i mean it would be very easy to look at this and lament oh what we could have had or this that or the other but in, in a lot of ways this is kind of like jaws Oh, the shark broke okay so spielberg had to get inventive with how to shoot the movie around the shark and i think the covid protocols may have spawned some of similar you know necessity being the uh the mother of invention here where Okay, we can't do it that way, so we'll do it this way. And maybe they wind up with something better. Maybe. It's certainly intriguing. I did love uh, going back to Dan for just a moment. One of the real standout pieces of, of, of his arc thus far has been the conversation uh, with uh, Carvinista, Carvin, Carvinest, the dog. <laughs> um, where Carvinista carbonista where he's uh, you know where he's piecing together the well you're not going to kill me because you could have done that in my kitchen so you need me no i don't yeah but i think you do and just the way that he you know the way the logic leaps were happening for him in that kind of moment it was very much wow this is a guy i can get behind because he's not freaking out over the fact that he was abducted by a dog he's not really freaking out over the fact that he's in a spaceship. He's more upset that he's in a cage <laughs> and it's shocking him. You know, I, Dan's a very practical guy. We're going to deal with, with step one. <laughs> I don't care that I'm on a spaceship. I care that I'm in a cage. Why'd you lock me in the cage? Followed by, well, you're not going to kill me because of reasons. And, and, and just immediately kind of had the upper hand in that. Yeah. I thought that was really clever and cool for him to be able to, to not only figure that out, but push that advantage the way that he did.
0: I like how the series really feels like it's giving Yaz something to do right off the bat, um, having her play. Now, granted, when you've got uh, Grant and Brian out of the way, it, <laughs> it helps to, to draw the focus onto the one companion that's still there. But I think, you know, it's almost what I like is the fact that the, they've clearly had a lot of adventures since then off screen. And so that lends to a wealth of, you know, uh, expanded universe stories that can be told and, and you, you know, big finish audios to do and books and novels and things to write and comics. So I love that. I love the fact that that we have that now well to draw from. Um, but also, I think what they did is by doing that kind of time skipped, it gave us the impression that uh, Yaz, that the doctor, uh, other than still withholding a lot of information for, from her in this episode, uh, ha- puts a lot of trust in her as far as her, uh, capabilities, uh, by splitting up and, and she's going to, uh, go, conf- uh, uh, confront, um, <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> his name again now. Uh, yes, thank you. And that, you know, and since, uh, he has to go off and uh, free Dan. I thought, oh, that's that says a lot for the relationship that they've developed now, that she she trusts her. And it, it, they've clearly been in a lot of scrapes before uh, that they've got of just based on the conversation that they have throughout this. So I really liked that. And I think the other thing that I really liked about this is it feels like the humor is back in Doctor Who. It feels like we've had funny moments in the past few years, but it really feels like... Uh, the, the, the humor hasn't been where it was, you know, maybe five, six years ago. I think since Matt Smith, I mean, don't get me wrong. Kapali had some funny moments. Um, Jody's had some funny moments, but I think that overall that felt like there was a lot more humor and maybe they, maybe that's, that's uh, purposeful since we're, we're going to deal with such a heavy subject matter in this. Maybe there's, there's a, okay, we've got to do what? you know, a lot of good science fiction is doing now and balance that humor with the the real heavy stories that we're going to be telling here. So I was glad to see that come back again.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I agree about Yaz. I love the growth that she's had because she was becoming more competent in the TARDIS last season, and now she is almost even level with the Doctor in all of this,
2: and that is a great dynamic to have between the two of them. She's practically flying it. I mean, she was there at the consoles, reading back yeah, results, she was helping. And, and doing yeah. So hammering
0: <laughs> the call the call back <laughs> to the rubber mallet. I love that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot lots of good moments in this one.
1: Not sure how I feel about the idea of her whacking the console and TARDIS energy flew out.
0: Well, I got the impression that she uh, cracked it. Yeah, cracked that where the where well obviously where. Rose had open it up and absorb the uh, heart of the TARDIS. I think that the energy from the TARDIS. I think that that's probably that same spot because it was kind of the same effect that we saw as well. Yeah, Although it was more, that, it was more directed.
1: <laughs> yeah, the fact that she was able to crack it and direct the energy—it seemed mm, she apologized. That
0: that. She apologized for it. It's <laughs> yeah,
1: true. I'm not. I'm not saying she didn't, but you know.
2: Should she be able to do that? Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I was fine. That,
2: that, with that, that's another callback to Rose.
0: Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> pretty, pretty
2: direct one, right there.
0: Yeah, There you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> we'll we'll see what comes in the next the weeks to come.
2: Weeks to come. Well, how about uh, how about now? How about uh, what what about uh, what about this week? What about a what about a contest? Didn't we say something about a contest? I
0: think we said something about a contest.
2: I think we did. If you uh, tuned in last week, you uh, you heard us talk about the contest. If you did not, here's your chance to get in on the contest. We have, uh, from our friends at Looney Labs, a copy of the game, Doctor Who Flux. No relation to the current series, Doctor Who Flux. We're not giving you an advanced DVD set. Don't get excited. I mean, get excited, <laughs> but don't get that excited. Two Get get that excited, but don't get excited for that. And uh, so we're we're giving this away because, you know, Serendipity, it's the same name. And uh, all you have to do is deliver the code word. And we're going to give you a different code word for each episode of the show as it comes out. And all you have to do is send that code word back to us. So the code word for this week, Glenn, help me out. What is the code word for this week? (laughs) (laughs) lupari lupari (laughs) you can't say the name i can't say the species (laughs) lupari l-u-p-a-r-i and so then uh we have opened up the mythical epic traveling the vortex email glenn help me out what is the traveling the vortex email (laughs)
0: <laughs> you can submit your information by sending it to feedback at travelingthevortex.com You can also go to our website and click on the feedback tab and fill out the box there, and uh, that'll come straight to us. And we'll uh, take those entries, we'll put them all together, and do uh, you want to tell them about that? Uh, that's not the only time they can enter. They can every every key every code word is an entry into the contest
2: correct So if, if you if you get this weeks and you miss next well you, you still have one entry in, but if you get all six of them, that's six entries into the contest so you have a much better odds of winning in, in, in that regard.
0: And so. what do you think people that are a little bit behind as long as they get all of the code words in so if you miss this week and you hear it next week and then you come back to this episode, you still have time you can it's not a week to week thing. It's just if you get all the code words from all of the
2: shit. Yeah, I'm
1: okay with that.
0: Okay,
2: Keith, you are okay with that?
1: I'm also okay if they want to bank up and send them all at once.
0: Oh, yeah. There you go.
1: In one big email at the end of the season.
0: Keith's, Keith's tr- keeping track of them, so he can make that I'm off. okay with one email. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks for volunteering to do that, Keith. That yeah, was no problem. problem.
0: He's the keeper of that account anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good luck, and uh, again, a, uh, a, a fabulous card game that we have played, actually, and if you go to our YouTube channel, you can uh, watch us play it, and, and if you've never played it before, you can kind of learn uh, along with uh, watching us, and uh, like I say, it, it's a lot of fun, and we, I think we did it We did it for Facebook Live, I think. Uh, it was one of our game nights, and then we put that up on YouTube so that people could uh, watch it. So you can see it either on Facebook or on YouTube.
2: And I think it's wildly uh, 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 serendipitous and appropriate because not only do the, does it share the the name of the series with Doctor Who Flux, but uh, at least thus far, the impression that I'm given from the season is the game's kind of very much like what's going to be happening. <laughs> the universe is going to be rewritten. New rules for everybody every five minutes. Maybe so. nine, maybe, Chibnall,
0: maybe Chibnall in his downtime had that game setting off to the side and thought, huh, there could Looney be Labs? something here.
2: Take a bow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, Sean, let's uh, briefly talk about what's coming up on the schedule.
2: Well, coming up on the schedule next week, we've decided to review five books from the Virgin New Adventures series. I'm kidding. We're going to, want to review the next episode of Doctor Who, of course. War of the Sontarans hits your screens next week, hopefully. Uh, and <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be there to cover that in all of its majesty, hopefully.
0: Be sure to check out our website, TravelingTheVortex.com, to keep updated on the podcast. And if you get any value out of this podcast, why not to put some value back into it? You can do that by becoming a patron and supporting us on Patreon. And uh, also, if you consider giving us a five-star review wherever you subscribe to this podcast, that always helps. Make sure you join in the conversation in our listeners' forum on Facebook. And if there's nothing else to cover this week, until next week, I'm Glenn.
2: I'm Sean. And I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening.
0: You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.